2: Well, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You're listening to Missionaries of Christ, Word of Faith, Church. This is Bible Class Night. Good evening to everybody.
1: Good evening.
2: Amen. All right. Um, all right, so Sister Ann, you're the only one here right now. We're going to wait just to. <laughs> Another minute, and then we're going to get started. Okay. Uh, don't, don't forget Saturday is food giveaway. And yes, I'm, I'm watching the weather, and if the weather seems to be bad, we're going to cancel again. Oh, I want no you all standing out there catching no colds and stuff. Who else is on? I'm pregnant. It, it might be. Hmm? Isn't
1: nothing about no snow or
2: anything? No, my nice. They ain't said it yet. But all it takes no. time for the wind to change the direction.
1: Yeah, because it was windy today.
2: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Who else do we have on? Daddy. This daddy. Amen. All right. Who uh, uh, who is that? All right. Let's begin. It's just Ann and Dotty. All right. is somebody else there, too. I don't see who it is. Um, I don't see a number, just a guest. Welcome, guest. Uh-huh. God, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify your name, Father God. We pray now, God, that you would bless us. Oh, God, bless this lesson, Father God, bless our teacher. I pray, God, that as, you, as she teach the lesson, Father God, that our, our minds and our hearts will absorb, Father God, your word, Father God, that we might not sin against you, that we could be better Christians, better brothers, sisters, family members, employees. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good
0: evening. All right, we're going to continue our study uh, from Dr. Miles Monroe, the purpose and power of God's glory in you. Amen. Um, has anyone been enjoying the lesson thus far? Amen. Uh, Amen. Um,
2: we're
0: going to jump right in, and today, today we're going to be talking about finding out what you were born to do. Um, Dr. Miles Monroe, um, he put a lot into this book, and as I've been reading the book, I've been excited. I know, Sister Ann, I apologize for not bringing it to show it to you, and I I remember that you asked to see the book, and I'll bring it on Sunday. But it's a very good read um, when you are searching to find out what it is God wants you to do um ultimately i find that if we are know. not doing what it is we were created to do a lot of times we live lives of unhappiness um we're dissatisfied about life and um, just feel like we don't we don't fit in anywhere um, as we're reading we're going tonight we're going to talk about the apple seed and how the apple seed being a, a little dark brown hard thing But this one little apple seed holds so much potential. And as I was reading it, I was thinking about us as human beings. A lot of times we don't even understand or identify how much potential lies inside of us. We don't identify how great of an individual we are because we don't realize that it's there. And a lot of times we can't realize it because we can't identify who we truly are because our relationship with the Father is not in a good place for him to uh, console us, to encourage us, and to lead us and guide us to where it is he would want us to be. Um, as we look at tonight, um, a couple of scriptures that we're going to look at, we're going to look at Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter, if you just want to mark that down. Um, we're going to look at Psalms 71. I thought I would get the scriptures in advance so we don't have to spend so much time looking for them. We will look at Hebrews 11. I think that's it for now. So we look at it, finding out what we were born to do. Well, we can go back to um, Adam, and t- the the book talks about how Adam found his purpose, his glory, in the work that God appointed him to to do as a caretaker and the guardian of the garden. So, as, as Adam did what it was God had called him to do, protecting the garden and taking care of the garden, he was bringing God glory. His glory, the glory of God that was inside of him, was being revealed. A lot of times I tell young children as they are seeking out career goals for life what do they want to become? What do they want to do? I always ask the one question what is it that you'd like to do so well that you can do it? without thinking about it. You can do it without getting paid to do it. A lot of times, that's a career path or direction that you can go in. Because the thing about it, if it's something that you enjoy doing, you're gonna do it well. You're gonna put your all into it, you're gonna concentrate on it, and you're going to um, make it be great as you possibly can. There's a story about a guy who was an architecture, and uh, architect, and when he, and when he would be in the company of businessmen who uh, were talking about building or creating and designing, they they said how this guy would be in his glory. He would be so happy. He would be so excited about that conversation. And uh, ultimately what it was is that that was his gift. That's who he was. That's what made him tick. That's what gave him excitement. That's what gave him joy. A lot of times we find ourselves in a a complacent place, in a place of unhappiness, in a place of uh, just not being joyful or happy because we're doing something that we really were not created to do. And when we do that, we don't fit in. Anybody ever been on a job where you just didn't like the job? And nothing about the job gave you any satisfaction. Nothing about the job gave you any pleasure. You just did it because you needed to work and you needed to make this money so that you can live. So we have to understand that a lot of times when we're not in the place where uh, we're created and designed to be in, it's complicated for us to be the best that we can be in that place. God created us to find satisfaction in our work within the framework of our personal love relationship with Him. Okay, let me say that again. God created us to find satisfaction in our work within the framework of our personal love relationship with him. So it's important in order to really fulfill who you were created to be and and really have a satisfaction and a comfort behind it, it comes through having that relationship with the Father. When you have that relationship with the Father, you can truly ask him to order your steps. You can truly ask him to lead and guide you because you're going to listen to what it is he tells you to do, and you're going to go in the direction that he instructs you to go in. And so when you do that, then ultimately he's going to lead you in the direction where he has created you to be the most benefit in the kingdom. Amen? When we see ourselves as God sees us, when we see ourselves through the eyes of God, um, we Find it's easier for us to find our purpose and our meaning um, because we don't see ourselves from the natural human eye. When we look at ourselves in the mirror, we see all of our flaws, all the things about ourselves that we are not necessarily comfortable with. We see all the things we want to improve or the things we want to change. But when we look at ourselves through the eyes of Christ, we're looking at ourselves through a spiritual, uh, with a spiritual eyesight. So you're not looking at your um, natural man. You're looking at your spirit man. And I think sometimes if we took a moment to evaluate and look at our spirit man, we might be surprised at what we see. Because definitely sometimes we will not see what we think we are are on Sunday morning. Amen? Um, Amen. So it's important. It's important for us to begin to see ourselves as God sees us. Once we come to a place where we know who we are and we see ourselves from God's perspective, we can better uh, recognize the work that he has prepared for us to do, the work that he has in store for us to do. I always talk about teaching um, because I didn't really understand spiritual gifts and different things when I was uh, younger in ministry, but I did know that when I get in the classroom and get before a
1: student,
0: I am ex- excited about teaching, and I'm excited about doing what I have to do. And even to this day, sometimes well, this week and last week, I've been a little um, disturbed because I've had to spend so much time in meetings um, to the point that they're pulling me out of class to go to meetings, but I'm in a place where when I'm before those students and you, I see the light bulb in their eyes turn on and I see them catching on to what it is I'm giving them, that is the greatest joy of my life. And even uh, when I was teaching, before I started teaching at the special ed school in Chicago, I mean, in South Holland, when I was teaching in Chicago, it was the same thing. I would stay at school till 5 and 6 o'clock in the evening because I was constantly thinking about what can I do more to make my lessons be more exciting and to keep the kids engaged and to give them more. And, I mean, it's an excitement. It's a joy. And it's really something that I could do without getting paid for it. I don't choose to do it without getting paid for it because I need to live. But it's something that I could do without getting paid for. It. Amen. We find that Amen, we the place that we um, where we are uh, most suited for. We we see that a lot in our society. That's why we go to different stores, we go to different places, and we we encounter um, employees or workers at those particular places with. Uh, nasty dispositions, poor attitudes, poor customer service, the whole nine guys. It's because you have people, you, our world is really full of a lot of people that are dissatisfied with their lives. And not just non-believers. These are, some of these are believers. Um, it, 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 it's amazing to me that sometimes I, some people I encounter and they, their attitudes and their behavior and their characteristics are so um, unattractive Um, that you don't necessarily want to be in their company. And I only find out days later that this person is a believer, not just a believer, a leader in their church. And I'm just appalled at that. But a lot of times it's like that because we're working inside of a position that we are not necessarily suited for, that we're not necessarily uh, 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 created for. And when we do that, that's like trying to put a square in a round hole. It just doesn't fit. Now, you may be able to push it and force it, and then when you do that, you're folding up the sides of it to get it in that, sh- in that space. And that's how, how people are in some positions. They're forced in those spaces because they don't have a choice, you know, or because of choices they may have made in life, but they find themselves in those positions, but they don't fit. So the moment that we come in and we're looking for good customer service or the moment that we come in to do a transaction or something, instead of them giving us a joy, because they're in a place where they should be, we're getting attitudes and we're getting all type of ugliness as a customer. Um, We went to, we took our grandkids on yesterday evening to Pizza Hut, and we met a, a lady there at Pizza Hut. She was a server, and she had been working there for 42 years. When I say this was the most pleasant experience with customer service I've had in the longest time, it was she was amazing, she was so apologetic, she was so helpful. I mean she was amazing. she'd been there forty two years, but it was truly amazing to just have this type of encounter with someone when we because we have so many bad encounters when we're out shopping or we're out eating or we're out doing business, we have so many negative encounters that when you run into this one encounter, I just wanted to hug her. She was just talking and we, when she when we as we were leaving. The last thing she said to us, she says, I know that it's a, a, a hallmark holiday, but I want to tell you happy Valentine's Day, happy first day of spring, and blessed Easter. You know, and she just went down the line. It was like, okay, this is February, March. Like, she just went down the line to just show us so much courtesy, to show us so much love. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, definitely, this is what she was created to do. You know, and she's been doing it for 42 right. years. She was created to do this. And so that, that made me as a customer feel good, even though I wasn't necessarily content with the restaurant. But, I mean, overall, forget all of that. She did such a great job in pleasing me or meeting my need as a human being and and, and giving love, you know. And so it was amazing um, to even have that experience on yesterday. But this is what we're supposed to do as believers you know this is this is one of the things when we find the place that we are created to operate in it is easy for us to be able to give that love it is easy for us to flow it won't be pulling teeth we won't have to think of nice things to say when we get in that place we'll be able to just flow and be kind and express love through our work I'm ultimately giving amen. God the glory through what it is we're
1: doing
2: amen amen amen, amen. Oh, wow.
0: One thing we have to do that is is pertinent for us as believers is to seek God's direction. Um, it may be that sometimes when we found ourselves in positions that or in places where it was not necessarily God's design for us to be, instead of moving haphazardly and jumping out, we have to seek God's direction before doing so. Sometimes God will allow us to spend some time in an uncomfortable place or in the wilderness, so to speak, while he's building inside of us patience, while he's building character um, in our lives, and while he's preparing not just us, but he's preparing the situation for us to be great. I think about Moses um, and how Moses spent 40 years in Pharaoh's court and then another 40 years as a shepherd in the desert, Uh, of median before he was was, um, ready for the work which God had called him to do. I also think about that, as I'm thinking about that, I think about a lot of times God has uh, uh, spoken to us through the mouth of a prophet or through a vision, through a dream, and God has told us that he has that he wants us to do a particular task or he wants to be calling us to another level in ministry. He may be calling you from, from being an usher to being an evangelist or from being a choir member to being an evangelist or whatever that God may be calling you to. And sometimes when, when uh, God tells us those things, sometimes we as human beings, we take it and we run with it. But not all the time just when he tells it to you. It's not necessarily the time for it to be activated. Sometimes we have to go through the process before the activation and the actual work begin. Um, and so we have to be be mindful that in everything that we seek God first for direction. Without his direction, again, we'll end up in, in very dry places. We'll end up in like a wilderness um, uh, place. And then you're wondering, God, why am I here? Why, why is this happening? You're asking the question, why? But if you just hold on, even while you're in that dry place, in due season, God will bring you forth. Again, thinking about the apple seed, thinking about how the apple seed is just this hard brown thing. But this hard brown thing is full of so much potential. But the only way that apple seed can become an apple tree or become an apple is that it has to go through certain conditions before it can become what God has created it to become. It's a Amen. process. Amen. Um, if someone has um, Ecclesiastes 12, um, I need you to read the first chapter and then read verses 6, I mean the first verse and then verses 6 and 7 in the of Ecclesiastes. You said 12 or 4?
1: 12, the
0: 12th chapter, verse number 1, and then verse number six and seven.
1: Okay, verse one, right? Yes, ma'am. Remember your creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grew dark, and the clouds returned after the rain. And when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stood. She said, "Ma, ma, Mom. mom hmm. she, she said, you- verse one. ma." Verse one. What? Could you repeat the verses again So it's coming? Verse
0: number one. And
1: then verse number six and seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Six, uh, remember him before the silver cord is savage and the gold bowl is broken, before the pitcher is scattered at the spring and the wind broke at the well. And the dust returned to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returned to God who gave it. Okay, thank you.
0: God desires to see that every one of us reach the purpose in which he designed us. Um, It's unfortunate that sometimes, and this is what this scripture is kind of referring to, that sometimes we don't find that purpose until it's time to retire or it's time near death or death comes, and it never comes into fruition. Your purpose never comes out. It is never fulfilled. I want to encourage us as believers, because once you learn the word, you're responsible for the word, and we understand that we have a responsibility to God's word. I want to encourage us as believers to, uh, now that you understand, seek God on the purpose in which he created you. What is it that he wants you to do? Because when you do that thing, you're going to be bringing glory to him. You're going to open up a glory cloud. And the thing about it is as you're bringing glory to him, you're then allowing, one, for the world to see more of Christ. Two, we are also allowing the world to be convinced that Jesus lives. Because what happens is when you're bringing him glory, ultimately people are going to be attracted to something about whatever it is you're doing. So, for instance, we're talking about the gentleman who was the architect, And his work is so beautiful and so uh, lovely that people are drawn to the work that he does. And so, ultimately, as he talks to them about the work that he does, that's an opportunity for him to witness. That's an opportunity for him to share the love of God with others. It's also an opportunity for him to be able to bring others into the fold because of the work that he does. So whatever the glory is, whatever is God's purpose that he has created you and designed you for, that purpose is like a magnet to attract others to the kingdom because the thing about it is you're going to be able to do it with so much love. You're going to be able to do it with so much peace and so much joy. People are attracted to those type of things. They're attracted to joy. There's enough bitterness, angry, and all that other stuff going on in the world. People are looking for some love and some joy and some happiness. And because you're doing God's will, you're bringing glory to God, your purpose in life is being fulfilled, guess what? People are going to be attracted to you. Think about an apple tree again. An apple tree that is growing beautiful, glowing apples, big, juicy apples, that's the tree that people are going to go pull off of. Now, the apple tree that that has apples on it that look bad and look all beat up and withered down, people are less likely to pull apples from that tree. Okay, so the beauty of the apples that are on the pretty tree and the, the glory that the apple seed is, has evolved into would attract people to that tree. And so that's what we want to do. We want to attract people not so much to us, but we want to attract people to God's glory. We want to be that magnet that brings the people that are hurting, that are lost, that are, are, are despondent from the world to God's world, to the kingdom. And as we bring them to the kingdom, and I think I've I've said this plenty of times, as we infect one person with kingdom love, that one person then can go back and infect somebody else with kingdom love. And then they're going to infect somebody else. And ultimately, eventually, we'll be able to spread the love of the kingdom throughout the earth. Amen? Any questions or thoughts at this point? I know I said a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) I, I apologize for not pausing. But if anybody has anything they would like to share at this time. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: oh, what is that disease no. called? It? The virus that's going on. Okay. We want to be like Corona. In the spirit. We want to share. We want to infect the earth with God's love.
1: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, Amen.
0: God has a purpose and a role for each and every person that he created. Um, God has ordained um, a part for each of us to play, and it's important for us to play our part. The tragedy, though, behind us not playing our part is that so many people never discover their part until it's too late, until curtain call. You know, and we don't want that to happen. We don't want. I mean, because, again, as we know better, we need to do better. As we learn what God wants us to do, we need to seek to try to do it. If we really trust God, really, really trust God and obey his will, he will bring us on stage at the right time. He will allow um, our role in our lifetime and the role that he has been prepared for us to be um uh, to manifest in our lives at the very time that it needs to be manifested. Um, it's important for us to seek him, seek him daily, that he may lead and guide us to all truth. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says that we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. And in all our ways, all our ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your pathway straight. He will direct your path. He will lead you to where it is he wants you to go and what it is he wants you to do. He will be the guide for us. He will open up the pathway, and sometimes we find ourselves, I know personally I found myself in in, um, predicaments, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do? But he said in his word that he will put us before the kings of this earth. He will put us before great people. And so sometimes we will find ourselves in those predicaments. And so what I do when I find myself in a a place where I'm like, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be, I say, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, just give me the lead and I'll go. And that's what he's looking for, some willing workers, some willing people that will just say, I'll go. Wherever you want me to go, God, I will go. I will do what it is that you have called for me to do. If someone could read Ecclesiastes 12 and 13.
2: Hello.
1: Hello. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I said I'm turning <laughs> on. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. For God fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Okay.
0: This is what we're called to do. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's what we're called to do. Okay. Any questions or thoughts before we go on? I talked about the apple seed, and that was a little bit ahead of the lesson, but I just like the story of the apple seed and talking about the potential of the apple seed um, and how it becomes an apple tree. Um, But again, the process of the apple seed becoming an apple tree is not automatic. The process of us becoming what God has created us to be, the process of us Fulfilling the purpose in which God has created us to fulfill in the earth is not automatic. It has to have the right conditions. It has to have the right temperature. It has to have the right setting. And it has to be watered. And realistically, a seed has to die before it can live. So sometimes we have to go through a dying process, not a physical death, but a spiritual death. We have to die, and some of those things and those habits and those ways that we've had have to come off so that the fullness of God can be uh, uh, penetrated in our hearts and our lives and we can become all that God has created us to become. So we have got to do something. You know, it does again, it's not an automatic thing. It has to be the right conditions. And as Pastor has said, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't become a great singer overnight. You don't become a great basketball player overnight. You don't become a great anything overnight. It's a process. And the process could start as young as when you were a child. The process could have started. Well, it does start. I have to say that, I believe, because we were born born with these potentials. So it starts all the way there. But you know how you have some kids um, that, that start out, they singing and playing instruments really, really young. And as they grow old, they get better and better at it until they master the skill that God has developed in them. But for some of us, it doesn't start. We don't necessarily see it as young children, not for everybody. But we're born with it. It's there. Um, Let's take a look at how, um, look at um, Brother Abraham,
1: Abraham.
0: God works beyond the obvious. He looks past father Abraham'm sorry pastor give me father Abraham <laughs> um, God is able to look past what can be. Abraham was a man that was seventy five years old, and even in his old age. Uh, In the natural, in in the human sense, fathering children was not uh, a pastime. (laughs) You know, you get a certain age, you just don't necessarily, um, not everybody. But some people are not able to conceive and have children beyond certain ages. But God told him that he was going to be the father of a nation. He was 75, and he became a father of a nation. Now, Abraham's body contained the potential for the multitude of descendants. But he had to follow God in faith, in faith. That's why he's called the father of faith. He had to follow God in faith in order for the potential to come forth, in order for the descendants to come forth um, from his loins. Abraham's love, relationship with God, and his obedience formed the environment. For the process to take place, for the potential to be released. So, as I talk about our relationship with the Father, as I talk about our love for the Father, those are things that make that help to set the environment to make the environment conducive for God to allow your potential to come out So it's there. Okay. As we look at Hebrews eleven and twelve, it says Abraham began. Um, with only a seed of glory, but ended up becoming the father of a nation. He became a father of a nation. Began with a what? A seed. Everything begins Amen. with a seed. Amen? Amen. Um, Amen. we don't want to again allow our seed to die off and not come to its fullness. Uh we don't want our seed to, to uh be aborted because we neglected to nurture, we neglected to foster, we neglected to allow the right conditions to be in place for the seed to uh, live out its full potential in which God has created. One of the things we have to be cautious about as believers, we have to be cautious about how we spend our time, where we spend our money, what we feed our bodies, the ideas and the images that we allow to fill our minds from books, movies, or TV and the Internet. All of these factors are factors that um, can abort, destroy, or hinder our potential to become what God has created us to become. These are hindrances. Uh, we have to, The Bible talks about protecting our eye gates and protecting our ear gates, what goes inside of us, what are we receiving, what are we watching, what are we reading, what are we looking at on the Internet, what are we feeding our body. You know, we, we have to work on having healthy bodies. Our, our natural bodies and our spiritual bodies need to be healthy. You know, and how you spend your money. You know, um, oh. But the scripture about the treasure, where you put your treasure, that's where your heart is. There's a scripture that talks about where you put yeah. your treasure, that's where your heart is. And your treasure is your money.
1: Yeah.
0: Where do you put your money? That's where your heart is. Yeah. You know, and So we have to be cautious about yeah. that. Um, because God has called us to be um, stewards. Um and that's how that scripture's Matthew six and twenty one. It says, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.
1: Okay. Thank you. We
0: have to be cautious because God has uh, called us to be stewards. And everything that's in the earth He gave he gave us authority over and to be stewards over. And so how what are we gonna be good stewards or Uh, I like to call it a manager. Are you going to be a good manager of your money? Are you going to be a good manager of your time? Are you going to be a good manager over your body? Are you going to be a good manager over your mind? You know, we're responsible for being good manager over all these things. Because if we're not good managers, our, our growth can be stunted. It can be disformed. It can be malnourished. It can be aborted. You know, and just imagine not ever getting to the place where you are allowing the glory of God to be revealed in your life. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine never getting there. God has planted inside of each and every one of us dreams, ideas, passions, imagination, creativity, and hope. These things require the right environment, in order to flourish, in order to come to fruition, the Garden of Eden is the only environment that is truly suitable. God designed us for Eden, and there alone we can reach our full potential. It is only when we're in the garden in God's garden, and when you talk about being in the garden, you're talking about being in His presence that we can become what He has created us to become. And that's, mm-hmm. that, that's awesome to me. And that's something to think about. I have to be in his presence in order to become what he wants me to become. You know, and I thought about the song um, Donald Warren says, let's go back to Eden and live on top of the world. And when I first heard that song, I'll never forget, I, I had some some thoughts about like, what, how are we going to go back to Eden? Like, what is this all about? But when he's talking about going back to Eden, he's just talking about going back to getting in God's presence. Eden. Yeah, the Garden of Eden. Oh, pray for you, Pastor. He's talking about eating.
1: <laughs> pray for <your> pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you, Pastor.
2: He must be hungry. <laughs> don't, um. don't you wash your hands.
0: Say that again.
1: No, I'm sorry. i supposed to be on meat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, Oh.
0: Okie dokie. Uh, so I, I remember back as a child um, at the old church, when, when when old traditional Baptist church, you know, people the, the deacon got down on his knees and prayed, and people spent time tarrying before the Lord. You know, it's like okay, so they were actually having seeking to have an Eden experience where they were getting uh, close to God. They was being in His presence. You know, I said so we got to go back to being in the presence of God. And as I talked about Sunday, all the time when we're in his presence, sometimes we need to be in his presence and be quiet. So we can hear what it is he wants to tell us. So we can get our directive. So we can get our uh uh our way that he wants us to go. where he can direct our path because we're not uh our mouths are not open, but our ears are open to hear what it is God has to say to us. Amen. Amen. Any
1: Amen.
0: Thoughts before we move on? Anybody want to share anything?
1: Uh-uh. Amen. Again, it's so important that we don't
0: let our seed die of seed. Amen. We want our seed to come to its full uh, fruition. Um, we don't want premature death to abort God's glory within us. In our world today, we face a lot of deadly glory conspiracies and Schemes concocted by the adversary to destroy human glory before it is manifested. We see that very evident in the conspiracy, um, and it's so clear in the different things we see in the world. The uh, uh, yeah, in the rod and spoiling the child. Uh, I've had a
1: mm-hmm. major
0: conferences this, this, these past few weeks about parents and with parents and their children. And some of it is just we're sparing the rod and we're spoiling the child and the child is
1: is ruling
0: the household and ruling the community. Um, This major wave of this sexual identity crisis, uh, fornication and idolatry and uh, adultery and all the other things that are going on in our society, those things are set up to abort or to Destroy the seed before it comes into fruition. But we have to come against that. We have to come against that. We cannot allow that to happen because God did not design us to have the spirit of fear, but He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And so, as we operate in that power, love, and a sound mind, it is important for us to stand firm on God's word. Not only that, again, as I stated earlier, when we're in a position doing things that, uh, that we're not happy about or we're uncomfortable that you're working a job that you don't necessarily like, you know, that you, you're you square trying to fit in a round hole. So you're definitely not bringing no glory to God, but when you get in the place where you are doing what it is that God created you to do, you're going to be bringing him glory, and ultimately you're going to have a joy. You're going to be happy. You're going to be comfortable in what you're doing. Amen?
1: Amen. Amen.
0: We have to be um, focused and, I like to say, intentional about what we're doing because um, the enemy is intentionally doing his job. So we as believers have to get to the point that we're intentional um, to do what it is God has um, created us to do, so, again, so that his glory and his love can flow
1: throughout the earth.
0: Um, The glory of a boy is to become a man. The glory of a girl is to become a woman. And then it goes on from there. The glory is the true essence and the nature of a thing. Have you ever seen a a, a woman that act like a child or a man that acts like a child? You know, they're not fulfilling their mm-hmm. glory. They can't say that thing. That, that seed dies at that childhood. Um, and so we have to, uh, somebody has to be there to, help try to cultivate it to bring it to where it is that it should be um, life is a lot of unbroken processes sometimes because whoever we were born to be we've already we already are but bringing it out requires patience, hard work and the right environment. That environment is not right, if it's not conducive to uh, allowing us what it is that you were created to do to come out, it is, if the environment is not right, it won't happen. Okay? And so we have to work on our environment to make sure that these things come forth so that God can ultimately get the glory out of our lives. I don't know about you, but I, I really want God to be pleased with me. I want him to be happy with my life. And so we have to, uh, I know what I have to do. Um, even as I've just been reading this particular book, it, it brought some thoughts to my mind of some things that I need to do to make sure that I am uh, allowing God to get the most glory that he can get out of me. If the apple tree dies a seed, we never see its glory. If we die a seed, Our glory is never revealed. Glorifying God means that we're releasing our full potential. Proverbs talk about having diligent hands. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. Proverbs also talks Mm -hmm. about how hard works bring profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We don't want to be... Caught up in either one of those type of situations where we're not bringing God's glory, our teeth dies too soon, or that we're uh, just talking the talk and not walking the walk. Because uh, talk is good, you know, a lot of people can give a lot of good conversation, but if you're not doing anything, your talk, your work is worthless. You're not a prophet. Amen. Amen. This is a Anything anybody would like to
1: share? Uh oh.
0: <clears throat> no. Okay. And that brings us to the conclusion of this lesson for tonight. That's the end of the Epiphany chapter. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Can you yes. repeat them scripture psalms in Hebrews 11?
0: Um, Hebrews 11 and 12. Oh. We didn't read Psalms. I just read it myself. And Psalms 71 and 5
1: and verse 17.
2: Mm-hmm. Verse
1: 5 and verse 17. Okay. Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you for that uh, wonderful lesson on tonight. Uh, if, yeah. I, if I could add anything, I would just say um, about that seed, that seed has to go through that process. And without going through the process, it cannot be what it's supposed to be. Amen. 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 Uh, just, like, Amen. just like you and me, we don't go through the process. Amen. And there's no, there's no shortcut to the process that's right i know i know they they amen. got they got quick growth that you could put on your grass but that really don't make it grow quicker amen no don't. amen, amen. Oh. all right any questions comments or suggestions no uh, huh no
1: i said uh-uh
2: no All right, well, that's going to end for tonight. We're going to close out with a word of prayer. God, our Father, again, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We pray now, God, that you would now, God, just continue to bless us as we go through this week, Father God. Allow us, Father God, to be a light to somebody's path, God. Let us be a help to somebody in need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Everybody, have a great evening. See y'all at five in the morning.
1: All right. Good evening. Amen. Step into the world of power, loyalty.